again, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Damon Kirtan, Senior Journalist from XR Today. As always, bringing you the latest and greatest from the VR, AR, and XR industries. Today, we're going to be speaking to an amazing person. That's going to be for today's episode. We have on David Moreno from VirtualWare. It's a pleasure to see you today. Uh, tell us what you do in VirtualWare, David, and um, what exactly it is that you um, do for your role and what's going on with VirtualWare these days. I'm David Moreno, I'm the Chief Marketing Officer in the company. I've been here for 18 years. So uh, uh, it's a two decades, uh, 20 year experience company in the B2B business enterprise VR. Uh, mainly. So we started like in 2004, creating on-demand solutions for construction. Uh, then we moved to tourism and heritage, healthcare, education, and then industry. You know, uh, we work today with main and large corporations in the energy industry, aerospace, government and defense, transportation, and uh, higher education mainly. A couple of years ago, we came up with a platform which is called Viru, and that's our flagship product today. Uh, mainly because, you know, we think that that's the perfect uh, way to accelerate VR adoption in the enterprise. Okay, so we moved uh, from a strategy of creating on-demand projects, specific projects for specific needs of corporations to just give them a platform so they can even create their own content and deploy uh, VR in an easy way. So today, uh, our main business is what we call VR as a service, which is VR, subscription-based uh, model just bringing, you know, enterprise VR easier uh, for corporations worldwide. That's brilliant. And yeah, and speaking of Viru, um, which is something that we've been chatting about a little bit over the last few weeks, uh, you recently were able to use that to secure a contract with like a major US energy client. So um, for you, uh, when you decided to, I guess, you know, work with your clients or something, how do you actually find the right metrics or the right things that you need to do in order to tailor their software and the curriculum for them? Well, initially for the energy company, it's uh, mainly the use case and it's training. And in training, it's, uh, you know, in complex scenarios, like the complex scenarios that you can find in an energy corporation that they need to be trained. Uh, you know, VR it's, adds a lot of value. I mean, replicated scenarios that they can even they can replicate in real, uh, so they can be trained in those scenarios. And if that happens in reality, they are prepared for them. And actually, you know, we are at you know effectiveness, so they can be more efficient. Uh, you can train more people. You don't need to bring you know people to one location to be trained. So you reduce all those kind of expenses. So what we try with uh, Viru, it's make those things easier and one of the uh, key features of our platform is the deployment of in large scale multi-user scenarios so you can be you know in a virtual reality space you can move around and you can be trained like in reality very close to reality and with this energy company it's a five year deal multi-year deal seven figure uh, contract i mean for us it's a commitment of this energy company uh, in the long term uh, having that uh, strategy to implement VR. So they they understood uh, the value of VR and the bet on VR for all the VR initiatives in training. So they see uh, like all those metrics add value uh, to them. And we try to provide all that value through our VR platform view. Excellent, excellent. And we've seen so many things happening in the VR space, especially with training and um, upskilling, you know, trying to meet those 
you know, needs for a lot of different enterprises so that they can meet the, you know, the skill shortage challenge that's been taking place across a lot of parts of the world. Actually, regarding yeah. upskilling, there is always a problem of, you know, how we can train my people in complex scenarios uh, so mm. you can be more efficient. And on the other side, the kind of financial and logistical things, how I can move, you know, everybody, you know, worldwide to different locations because I have my specific facility in one location, how I can move everybody there. Then regarding financing that those expenses, uh, so with virtual reality, you can, you know, you can definitely have unlimited time with people training and it can be trained remotely. One of the functionalities of virus that remote collaboration capability. So you can be the instructor and you can be in one place in the US and they can be trained uh, your trainees in the other part of the world. And you can see what they are seeing and you can coach them and teach them. So, you know, the process is quite fast. And, uh, and for them, that that's, you know, a real value, definitely, for upskilling. Absolutely, yeah. And so you mentioned things about, you know, um, adding value to a person's, you know, company or a brand or a business enterprise and so on. So what are some of the kinds of return on investment that you have seen linked to this type of, um, you know, scenario? So you deploy your service, um, the VR as a service um, kind of uh, tool actually, you know, brings back kind of investments and types of uh, monies that they can save in the long term. Uh, could you give us a little bit more information about that? Uh, yes, I've been, I've been talking about this. Return of investment, clearly it's cost, you know, reduce that travel expenses. Then that return of investment that your people are better trained. So internally they are more efficient because they can replicate different scenarios that you can even replicate in reality and you can train more people with more time. So they will be better prepared. And the other thing, which is quite important, and actually for these energy corporations, that they are building a product and they can build a product and offer that product to the customers. So they can offer all the detailed services to the customers so they can be more competitive and they can have a big difference with the other competitors that they may have. So they can offer a solution so they can the customers can be trained uh, as well. And that's a return of investment, even in generating a new revenue stream that maybe they didn't have that in mind because they have before first try that internally, think this is a value uh, thing for the industry. So we can offer that to the industry and we can have that return of investment as a new revenue stream. That could be another possibility that that's why, you know, this contract is quite, and this energy company is quite pioneering this, not only in the long-term success, because you're not going to find so many companies like in a multi-year deal uh, that apply in VR internally, in this case, in training, you know, the VR-related initiatives in training. But even the idea of them creating a product for the industry and even, you know, be more competitive and make their customers more com competitive in the industry as well. Uh, Demon, you are in mute. You are in mute. Sorry. So sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> I'm that gonna start with, that, with the next question that we can, you know, edit here. So yeah, yeah, I'm marking that. Um, so we'll go back three, two, one. All right. So yeah, that's lovely. I mean, you have, um, basically about 40 different companies across Europe that you've been working with, um, to talk about, you know, the efficiency of VR solutions. And uh, this allows you to um, you know, expand your solution globally, and it allows you to give more and more use cases.
related to you know uh, VR training. So for you, uh, what does this kind of show as kind of like a testament to the VRU um, platform? And also, um, how can you show that VR training is an applicable you know solution for many many different types of industry verticals? I mean, this is just an example. This energy uh, company contract. Uh, this is about you know replicating complex scenarios and have a place where you can train. You can really be a very realistic training with multiple people involved. So imagine uh, you know in the main in energy industry you can have oil and gas renewable, or if you go to transportation, you need to train uh, your people in automotive industry. I mean. It's the same concept, so the use case for training is quite clear, and I think most, you know, uh, immersive corporations are applying their tools and their solutions in for training. But you have other use cases, uh, for instance, for review design. Uh, you have a new product, a new asset that you are building. How you review that design uh, with virtual reality, that multi-user kind of collaboration thing. You can have people located in different places where they can even see things, uh, you know, understand, you know, the dimensions, the wide, uh, you know, uh, the tall, where, you know, things are located and better understand like complex data. So you can iterate uh, quite fast. And that process of the redesign, you can reduce the time. So you can put, uh, you know, your product in the market uh, faster. And you can reduce the errors, even reducing that, you know, the need to build physical replicas because you've done that review design in virtual reality, which is like having a digital replica, a digital twin of your asset. And uh, you can visualize and interact and you really experience the design uh, using virtual reality. And in our case, with Viru, we make that easy, you know, to bring your CAD file or related file into VR and then deploy that in a multi-user remote collaboration, large-scale experience. So bringing your assets like you do or you did in the past having that physical replica and you are reducing up the cost of even creating those physical uh, replicas. So that's another use case. And that's in the industry because, for instance, we work a lot in higher education uh, with universities and vocational training centers. They are normally quite uh, relate, quite close to the industry and they train their, uh, you know, their students for the industry. So they can have the latest assets that the students are going to uh, use in regards of tools and regards of, you know, assets that are going to manipulate in the industry, previously to be in the industry, you know, bringing those specific assets into VR and be taught uh, using those assets. And a key thing, for instance, in education, it's the possibility of creating their own content. And uh, that's uh, another key feature of VR. You can create your own content. This, this is one of the things that we thought a couple of years ago when we came with the platform, just bringing that creation capability easier for companies and institutions that even they don't have that knowledge, those skills of programming. Today we have uh, teachers creating content for their students with just, you know, uh, four or five uh, hour, uh, let's say, uh, training. Uh, and for them, that's, that's key, uh, having that possibility. So I think, you know, there are many other use cases and many industries that can benefit from uh, virtual reality. But uh, we're still in the early stages. Uh, I think in the article I mentioned, you know, the train left the station. It is not coming back. We are still in the early stages, but this energy uh, company, multi-year seven-figure thing, it's one of the things that could really boost all the corporations that say, hey, this is a long-term commitment for the large corporation. Hey, that could be me. 
So if they are betting on this on VR-related initiatives for training and even other use cases, I can do so. So this is you know the kind of deal that can push uh, a little bit more uh, the tech industry and the cooperation and you know the acceleration of immersive technologies in in the enterprise. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we've seen so many different kinds of industry verticals, you know, jumping on this and, you know, being able to show real benefit and real value from the use of um, virtual reality training. And um, one of the things that we noticed about it, you also mentioned about generative AI, which allows people to, you know, create low code or no code, um, you know, solutions for their end users. And this is speeding up everything, time to market, speeding up the ability to train, to get the skills in as quickly as possible. And then additionally, we see a lot of people in this industry, you know, also showing that there's a lot more engagement when they do certain things like VR training compared Definitely. to when you just watch a Definitely. video. We, we, we work a lot with, you know, uh, training and learning managers and, you know, engagement, it's a key. Uh, and they say, you know, this is fun. I mean, and, and fun it's good because they're engaging more people. And, and in, in some complex, uh, you know, industries, engaging is key because they are bored. I mean, just having this PowerPoint presentation, understanding a little bit, but not having these hands-on uh, trainings. So they are actually, you know, they are getting uh, that engagement and having very uh, good reviews uh, from the trainees. And they would like to have more, even more, in this case, training and other processes uh, using uh, virtual reality, definitely. Absolutely. So yeah, I guess one of the last things I wanted to ask you about, uh, because we are looking at a lot of the different you know, predictions or things that will happen or take place in the near future. And one of the things we wanted to know is, um, you know, what do you see taking place in VR training in the next five, 10 years, or at least maybe even in 2024? Um, so we have a lot of headsets coming out, Metaverse mm -hmm. 3, we have the Apple Vision Pro set to come out. And uh, do you think there are any other kind of, you know, other promising things that will take place in the market, things that may potentially help VR training to, you know, expand its adoption rates? I would say that, you know, you mentioned headset, the evolution of the technology. I mean, we every year have a new headset with new uh, capabilities. So, for instance, you know, we have integrated NVIDIA mixed reality capabilities thanks so, to the new headset, the XR Elite from HTC Vive, Pico for Enterprise, or even uh, MetaQuest 3. So, you can add functionalities that can add value uh, for different uh, use cases. Then we talk about Wi Fi 6, 7, you know, that evolution of the internet uh, can help us uh, bring, uh, you know, via training or via into corporations. And I would say, you know, definitely next year, we we will see uh, more companies, still early stages, but we will see more companies starting to implement uh, VR in the enterprise. I would love to see in five years from now, you know, more, definitely, I, I think, I don't know to what extent, but more companies and more institutions are going to start using uh, virtual reality and massive technologies, combining with, maybe combined with other technologies in the enterprise, but still they need to see that this adds value. And uh, I think one important thing here, this is not about technology anymore. I mean, it's not expensive. It's not difficult. It's, it's about, again, change in a company. It's about time. Who is going to lead this? I think now you can't 
say, hey, this is expensive, you know, this is difficult. Uh, no, it's more who is going to implement this, who is going to lead this, and they will need that team, they will need a little bit of time uh, to make that happen in the enterprise. And that I think that it's, it's not easy, but I think it's easy. So if you find the proper person, the champion there internally, you know, corporations and institutions can make this happen. And it really adds value. So uh, definitely, I think we will see more companies in corporation uh, via or, you know, mixed reality into the different processes. Great. Excellent conversation. And thanks so much for those insights. I really appreciate it. So once again, everyone, we've been speaking to Dave Moreno. He is the Chief Marketing Officer for Virtual Aware. And there's been a lot of um, updates taking place across the news. So if you'd like to follow those, please go to uh, xrtoday.com to find out what those are. It's brilliant. Uh, my name is Simon Curitan, Senior Journalist from XR Today. And if you want to follow more conversations like this, please do so at the XR News hashtag on Twitter, LinkedIn. And that's pretty much it for today. Thanks so much for joining. We appreciate your time. And until next time, keep following the news. Bye now.